Hey, podcast family. Welcome to Motherhood in Black and White, the Halloween edition. My name is Kanji. I'm Tara. And if you are catching this episode in real time, the weekend it is being released, it is Halloween 2022. So we're going to share some stories about Halloween's past and present. And before we get into that, let's catch up and revisit Tara. I didn't see you last week. Where did you go last weekend? I was camping with Gage and his Boy Scout troop over the weekend. So you volunteered to do this? I did volunteer, yes. Why? Because I enjoy it and uh, they can't go if parents don't go. So I show up. See, that's what I rely on, the goodness (laughs) of other parents to do something like that. So tell me, how was your camping experience with your sixth grade son and his Boy Scout mates? Um, It was fun. There was about seven scouts with us and there was another parent. So there were two of us out there with these kids. And it was one of their more low key campouts. Like a lot of their campouts are activity based. And this one was more like they only needed to do a couple of things. So we really just kind of hung out all day. But I'm still getting used to sleeping on the ground. I've got to get some new I guess I get a better sleeping bag or something. But other than that, we had a great time. Were you able to DoorDash in food? <laughs> no, we had to cook. Oh, oh, but I will tell you this. One of the things they had to do was learn Dutch oven cooking uh, in the fire for their badges. And so they decided to make this citrus chipotle roast pork in the that, Dutch oven in the fire. That sounds nasty. It was not, shush. And they and we made roast potatoes with it in the in another Dutch oven. And so we helped them get it going. And me and the other parent looked at each other like, I don't know if this is going to turn out. We got sandwich stuff for backup, right? It was delicious. The backup you need is the DoorDash app. <laughs> they don't come out to these campsites, ma'am. Well, I think you mentioned that you didn't have, uh, you didn't even have reception, right? Yeah, I, I'm yet to find a very good campsite with reception. But yes, as soon as you hit like the gate, it's gone. <laughs> so that would be another reason why I would never go camping is the lack of reception. And also, I just would not go camping at all. No. It's not for me. And we've had this conversation I think before, we have had whether or not it's cultural, right? Yes. Because typically camping kind of is something that white Americans do. I see what you're saying. I feel that while it is a generalization, it's not wholly untrue. <laughs> and for me, I was like, it's not just, I guess, the cultural aspect of it, but it is also the fault of one Jason Myers. <laughs> Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. You're okay. thinking of Michael Myers. Mike- you mixed him up. So all of them are crazy. <laughs> all of these. I knew where you were going. You knew where I was going. All of these killers are crazy. Yes. But when I was young, my brother, uh, my older brother, who kind of is probably the reason for a lot of the trauma in my life, but he was supposed to take me to a movie. Mm-hmm. And it was probably a PG movie or maybe a G, even a G-rated movie. And he is three and a half years older than mm-hmm. I am. And he said, no, we're going to see Halloween part three. Friday the 13th. <sighs> Friday the 13th. I'm just messing up. <laughs> it's okay. Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th. Yeah. So all very similar. All very similar. Yes. So it was Friday the 13th part three. Yes. And I guess this is when Friday the 13th, Jason had um, like was attacking kids at a campground. or That is what he normally did. Yes. yes. Very so common. I was really, really young to be watching this mm-hmm. movie. And it, from that moment forward, I said, I will never go camping. So it's ruined it forever. Yes. Jason and the mask and all of that and trying to like 
kill people in hammocks and out in canoes, all of these things, like him just coming up from the river. Yes, yes. Ugh, no. That's a visual. Gage asked me if he could watch that recently. Really? What'd you mm-hmm. say? I was like, no, not yet, bro. Not yet. Well, just trust mom on this. When's the appropriate age for him to watch either Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or the Halloween? Because we just had the recent Halloween release that we came did. out. We did. So I was telling Jason and I were talking about it because I was telling Jason... I saw a lot of those too young. And then, but when I was Gage's age, I actually kind of got into horror movies. You know what the problem is? It's not just the scary stuff. Those movies have a lot of sex in them. Like there's a lot of teenage inappropriateness. Right. So part of me is like, I don't know if I'm worried about the scary part or if I'm worried about too much teenage inappropriateness. Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? At some point. Maybe all of the above. Maybe all of the above. Yes. And true. Like I think both of us um, just shared these experiences. We watched these horror movies. Mm -hmm really young yeah and it was interesting that now the jason characters and michael myers mm-hmm. those are popular halloween costumes for kids to Correct. wear right and this year roman wants to kind of be a horror movie character for halloween mm-hmm. so that's something you and i can talk about and we'll yeah. get into that yeah but let's talk a little bit about halloween okay how we celebrate it kind of how our kids celebrate it how we are able to make sure that we have age-appropriate halloweens and is it what it used to be when you had smaller kids, right? Right. It changes. Yeah. So so tell me about like maybe your favorite Halloween experience with Gage and kind of why that is. My very favorite with him was the year he was three and he was, uh, was he three? Let me think. He was a monkey. Then he was a robot. <laughs> then he was Hulk. He was like, he had just turned four, actually. He had just turned four and he was Spider-Man. And the reason it was my favorite is because it was the first year that he got it. Like, he was like, oh, I know exactly how this works, and I am in. And so, like, he didn't even need us. He would just, like, walk up to the door by himself with his little self and knock on the door and trick-or-treat. I mean, it was adorable. And he would have gone all night. I mean, we went, we were out for, like, an hour that night. And that's a lot for a four-year-old. I still have, like the best memories of that night it was my it was my very favorite i think for me i loved a lot of the halloweens when roman was really young mm-hmm. you mentioned when gage was young he was a monkey his first very first costume was like he was like four or five months old okay yeah, yeah. roman's very first costume he was baby yoda oh. and my husband went as darth vader of course and then after that he was Boots from Dora the Explorer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he went boots. boots. He went, and um, Swiper, no swiping. Yeah. Can we say that without <laughs> copyright? That copyright infringement? It might be. You would think that the lawyer would know better, but, but whatever. Oops, Come whatever. get us. We're going to keep going. And so um, when he was about three, he wanted to go as Superman. Uh-huh. And this is when we had some kind of um, some conversations about Superman and, and race and identity because Roman was really upset. He's like, Mommy, I want my hair to be straight like Superman mm-hmm. for the costume. Mm-hmm. And so we get in the bathtub and my curly haired child would get his hair wet and would shampoo it and it would, of course, go straight. And he loved it. He's like, yes, I go. He's like, I'll go. I go trick or treating right now. <laughs> like, First of all, buddy, it's. <laughs> October 4th. <laughs> Nobody's got candy ready for you. And if you wait 10 minutes, he's going to be curly right. all over again. And then he would get frustrated when his hair was curly. But um, all of those initial costumes when they are superheroes mm-hmm. and kind of villains mm-hmm. or, or doctors and firefighters, those were the 
good old times, right? Yes. When they wanted to go trick-or-treating with us, we went out at kind of reasonable hours. We were back home by 8 p.m., which was perfect for me because uh-huh. I'd be in bed by 8.15. Correct. So I liked that part of Halloween. Um, I'm curious if you ever really explained to Gage kind of what the meaning of Halloween is or how do you describe what it is to small kids and the reason behind it? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think I ever did. I think he just was like, I get to dress up and I get to get free candy. So who cares? I don't know if he's ever even and Gage asks me a lot of questions. I don't think he's ever asked me about it. And I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive we've never gotten into it because I'm not even like super brushed up on it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we ever talked about it. We've we've had lots of conversations around El Dia de los Muertos. Oh, yes. I think that was precipitated by uh, the movie Coco mm-hmm. when that came out. Mm-hmm. We tried to explain, like, you know, this is a celebratory. We celebrate the dead. And this is what people do. And from Latino heritage. And I remember when Roman was like, so what are we celebrating on Halloween? Oh, yes. It's like, more like demons and evil spirits. <laughs> However, we get candy. So no, that's right. that. What's the night when a portal opens? I don't know. It's something <laughs> like that. And we've actually talked about De Los Mortos because I love from early days when I was in middle school and I had friends that celebrated and stuff. I always loved that culture and the sugar skulls. And he knows I'm into that. So he asked me about that a long time ago. Have, have you ever set up an ofrenda? Oh, is it ofrenda? Or ofer- uh, ofrenda. An ofrenda no, I haven't. Hmm. I think that's something that I would love to do as we try to open the conversations around different cultural celebrations. Yeah. I would love to do it in a respectful way, but also would like to maybe bring someone in who has who celebrates Dia de los Muertos and explain to Roman and me and Joe about how important it is and why it's important. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of have those conversations and also open up those celebrations in our home and in our communities. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I remember watching Coco with Gage and I thought it explained it really well. And, um, you know, he and I had a conversation about it after that. And he's thought about that since. We've lost a few grandparents in the last few years. And he'll bring it up and be like, well, you know, you have to talk about them. And you have to think about them. Because, and I'm just like, oh, you're going to make me cry again like Coco did. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. It's so special. And one of my favorite Disney movies. That is your Papa Julio. And there's Tia Rosita. These aren't just old pictures. They're our family. And they're counting on us to remember them. We think about young kids in Halloween. We grew up as Gen Xers in the 1980s during um, a lot of scary times around Halloween. We had the razor blades in the candy. Yes. Do you remember that when you were a kid? I do. And what did that mean for you in your childhood? Were you still able to go out trick-or-treating or or what happened? Yeah, we we always trick-or-treated. I do remember every year there was some scare, right? Like, oh, they're sneaking razor blades. Or I remember when it went from... You couldn't take homemade stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, you, like early days, I remember like people would make popcorn balls or caramel apples, and you could go to people's houses and take those treats. And I remember when that changed, and you had to go like all prepackaged everything, right? But it never stopped us from doing it. I, I mean, I remember having fear about it, but never keeping me from Halloween. I remember when we were kids, after we came home, we would have to op- like right. crumble up the candy yes. and, and make sure that there were no razor blades or anything. Sort it all out, make sure nothing was open. Yes. I remember that. Like My parents would sort through it and make sure it didn't look weird. I don't know what we were looking for. And there are two things I remember as a kid. Uh-huh. There was a house four doors down. We lived at 2019, and I think it must have been 2011, and these people gave out Ziploc bags of pennies. They were like seven <laughs> pennies 
What? Every year. Did you ever ask him why? No. But there had to have been a reason. But we would say, like, why we got to go to this house? (laughs) You know they're just going to give us seven pennies. Pennies in a bag. I was like, the Ziploc bag. How weird. Cost more. And then there was another house that had, that gave out pencils. Oh, yeah, there was always one of those. There was there was the houses that gave out pencils and their houses that gave out the pennies. Now, let me tell you about the haul that my kid has come home with. Mm-hmm. There are houses and there are families that give out like king size candy bars. Right. Have you and your son ever experienced what it's like when they go to those houses? Yes. And how come I didn't know where these were before? <laughs> we never got full size anything. That's true. That's true. We got like little bite sized candy bars. But now I think a lot of people give out full size candy bars. Roman's gotten dollar bills before. And I was like, where did all these people, where were they when I was a kid? Yeah, I don't know if Gage has ever gotten cash. I know he's gotten like goodie bags full of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's come back and pulled out like a goodie bag with like five toys in it. I mean, he's gotten some pretty cool stuff like that or he's got like a full-size bag of doritos and yes i mean that always goes into my stash but whatever (laughs) i will tell you the fun part i shouldn't say this but the fun part of having a kid with a peanut allergy is that mama gets candy he does have a peanut allergy and there are parents that are listening that have their kids have dietary restrictions like what are some things that you would do when they were younger and maybe out of your sight to make sure that they weren't having um you know what are some of the candy bars that have peanuts? In? Well, like, like Snickers, Snickers and Payday. Yeah. And, yeah. M&M's. And there's a lot of stuff. Like at the classroom parties or outside of your site. Yes. So we from very early, early on, I mean, probably when he was too young to even understand it, but he just knew that I threatened him so hard that he knew not to. But he's always been coached that he does not eat anything until mom looks at it. So he would go to class parties and, and I would be like, do not eat anything. Or I would, and then as he got older and it got harder because everybody else was eating their stuff, I would be like, here are the ones that you know are safe. So if you get Skittles, Starburst, you know, I'd be like, you could eat that, but don't eat any chocolate. Like it changed to like no chocolate until I see it. And he was pretty good about that. Yeah. I think when you're in classroom setting, there is vigilance about making sure there's no peanuts that are brought in. Mm -hmm. However, if you're out for Halloween and you're trick-or-treating, it's like all bets are off. Yeah, it's the same. So it would always be like... You can go pick up the candy, but you cannot have any candy until we get home. You can't have any candy until we get home. And then as he got older and it got a little harder because he knew what he could eat, I'd be like, all right, what do you want? And he'd, you know, sweet tarts, okay, you can have those or mm-hmm. whatever. But when he was little, it was like, you can't eat anything until we get home. So how do you police, um, I use the word police because that's what I do <laughs> in my household. <laughs> right. But how do you make sure that your kid who comes home with a big haul, mm-hmm. right, probably more candy than any human can eat in like a five-year period how do you kind of figure out like what makes sense for them and how much they can eat and then what do you do with all of the extra candy that there is so what we do is we pour it all out on the table and we split it up and we do all the stuff with peanuts in one pile so that's done he can't have any of that and that goes into your pile and that goes into my pile that's correct and then he has his pile and we usually let him have a couple of pieces probably he probably does like five or six pieces at this point that night And then we put the rest of it in a big Ziploc bag and it goes into a cabinet. And then just for however many months it lasts, can I have some candy? Yeah, he'll go grab a couple pieces of candy out of his stash. Do you think that we should be giving out candy for kids on Halloween? Or you think there's a different or better way of kind of 
observing this holiday. We're trying to take everything from kids. Just let them have their candy on Halloween. Good Lord. We don't just let them have it for Halloween. (laughs) I mean, we we do know that in the United States and several Western countries where they celebrate Halloween, you know, there's an obesity epidemic with kids. And we have this ritual where we're giving them lots and lots and lots and lots of candy. Mm -hmm. And as kids get to be older, like, my son, Roman, who's in eighth grade, he now goes trick-or-treating on his own. Um, and we'll talk about that yep. when we transition in, into that, like kind of when that happens with our kids. But as he goes out on his own, he's hitting up lots of houses and he is getting more candy than he could ever eat in a course of a year. Right. And so then we have conversations about food waste because we have potential issues and problems with candy. You can't just regift it or give it to organizations or things like that. And so I think that there can be some conversations that are started around Halloween, not just like what the purpose of Halloween is or kind of like, why are we celebrating it? But maybe be thoughtful, like other ways of, of making it not just safe, but a holiday where it's it makes sense. Like it just doesn't make sense to me to have all of this candy that we get and just most of it goes to waste. Yeah. I mean, especially all that candy that nobody eats. Oh, the gross stuff? Yeah, yes. Like the mounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the... wait. I eat mounds. <gasps> well, we know what we're doing with all of our You don't like bars. coconut? We don't do that here. You are no. crazy. No. So Almond Joy is Jason's favorite, but oh. I'll eat the mounds because it's dark chocolate. We'll give you all of the mounds yes. and Almond Joy. I will take them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do hear what you're saying, and I, and I feel like there's plenty of other places where there's probably mixed messages to kids about how to eat well. But if they're getting messages 364 days a year about balanced eating and they get to go out one night and have some fun and get some candy, I just, I guess I'm not ready to give up Halloween. Yeah. You, the other person who is not ready to give up Halloween is my husband. I believe it. No, so last year was the first year when Roman, we didn't go out in 2020 during mm-hmm, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And last year when Roman was ready to go out. He was like, yeah, I'm going to go trick-or-treating with my friends, dad. And oh no, my husband was like, what? <laughs> and you could just see the tears welling up in his eyes. Oh. And as Roman went over to his friend's house, my husband looked at me. He's like, well, I guess that was my last year going trick-or-treating then. Oh. I was like, you are in your 50s. <laughs> you had your last year a good 30 years ago. It's like Halloween is not for you, sir. But it makes me question because we were talking earlier, Tara, about, you know, what it was like when we were trick-or-treating when the kids were younger. Yes. So it, it was an experience that we were able to share with them. Yes. And as they start to get older, it's not something they want to share with us anymore. So I think it's not just a rite of passage, but it's kind of like, okay, this is where you start to parent adolescence and things mm. really start to change and shift. So this year is Roman's second year of saying that he wants to go trick-or-treating with his friends. And so we are firmly in the rear view mirror. Wow. Yeah, I'll be home with that bowl of candy. We talked about it this year. He didn't trick or treat last year because he went camping and he got back on Halloween. And so he was too tired. So he had bought like this silly mask and he sat with me and handed out candy. And we enjoyed that. And so this year, I've been asking him all month, do you want to, are you trick or treating this year? And he has been sort of noncommittal about it. And then this week, he's like, I do want to trick or treat. And he wants to be Jason Voorhees. Funny story. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to real quick get a mask and a knife for Jason Voorhees for his costume. But I asked him like, no, he asked me, can I go trick or treating by myself? And I said, well, 
I go, I don't know if I want you alone. I go, but maybe we can see if one of your friends wants to come and then their parents can hang out with us. At least you'll know where we are in the neighborhood and we'll maybe we'll think about that. So I think he kind of wants to. I don't know if that's going to happen for sure. We'll see. But he wants to trick or treat. So I think I think this will be our last year to if if he decides to keep doing it, if we go with him. Take your tissue with you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I would love it until he was little. And we I just love Halloween. It's so much fun. I didn't realize how much I loved it. And now seeing it kind of like slow down, I'm like, oh, I don't think he's going to do this much anymore. He won't. I do have a question for you as yeah. we before we wrap up. Did you have any concerns with him going as Jason from Friday the 13th? No. Mm-mm. Interesting. So should I have concerns? No, no. But again, we talk about kind of the lens from which we parent Mm -hmm. and how um, sometimes the identity of our children shapes some of the conversations and some of the concerns and some of the decisions that we make. Mm -hmm. So a couple of weeks ago, Roman asked me if he could for Halloween go as someone and Mm -hmm. I I didn't know who it was. So (laughs) he's like, mom, that's the other thing. I don't know these people. (laughs) Yeah. You know, last year he went as a squid games character and it was so, it was so like new in pop culture and everyone knew who it was. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. But then he asked his dad and his dad got him the costume and the costume, I guess it was, um, is it Christian Bale's character or some, some like ax murder or something? I don't know. American Psycho. I think that's it. I think it's the character. I can't remember that guy's name, but yes, yes, I know what you're talking about so you know what i'm talking about so he wears a suit and he's got and a axe, trench coat and like a puppy axe, yeah yeah, right? yeah and when the costume arrived i immediately said no really right for the reason that i was like okay roman you are almost 14 years mm-hmm. old and we live in an area or <laughs> we live in the united states of america right where you're no longer a cute little kid and as a young black man i don't want anyone to lose their mind uh-huh. and and have any excuse or reason to think that you are a threat or in any way a threatening person mm-hmm. um even if it's halloween and i you know again my husband's white and he was like yeah and he's like yeah i get it i get it but it's halloween and i was like mm, doesn't matter like we have too many situations and and the emmett till movie just came out with and emmett till was 14 years old and i think about tamir rice who was 12 years old and he was playing with the nerf gun and he was killed by a police officer um who thought it was a real gun. It was a Nerf gun. But it just made me pause. Like, I can't even on Halloween let my kid go out <laughs> in in a costume that may someone may think that there is a potential threat um, because of the color of his skin. And that's just made me a little bit sad. And he and the sad thing is, Roman got it. That makes me sad, too. He said, you know what, Mom, I won't take out the axe. He's like, I just won't go trick or treating with it. And I said, because, you know, he'll be trick-or-treating with his friends. And one is Asian-American, one is Latino. And I said, y'all are tall, like, high school-age kids. You know what I mean? They're big kids. You're big kids. And I don't want it to be either anyone to be think as a threat or that y'all are, like, adults who are out trick-or-treating or anything like that. I just don't want to give anyone a reason to think that you would do something to harm them. I hate that. Yeah, I wish he could just be the thing he wants to be for Halloween. Although I don't like that character very much, and I would have a problem with it for other reasons. <laughs> but I hate that. Yeah, um, I would not. That would not cross my mind. It was an interesting situation. It was an interesting conversation. And again, I, I think about people of who have different identities, people who kind of like have different marginalized identities, and question 
as a parent, what are what are your thought patterns there? Yeah. Like, how do you ensure that your kid is safe? Because that's our priority right. for all of us as parents and children. Yeah. We just want our kids to be safe. Yeah. And if it's something, it's like Halloween, right? Or if there is a situation where your kid may be the only person that might be doing something. Or right. you think about, oh, my child is a, is, is a female and she wants to go play, you know, a, a, a sport where only males play. Like you think about things like that when your kid may not be a part of a majority. Yes, you know? I see what you're saying. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. No, I see. I understand what you're saying. You have to think about things that might make them other. And that means they may not get to participate fully all the time. Correct. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. That's in this instance. I don't have to think about that. I don't really have to. And I hate that. And when your kid gets to be a little older, you know, the question is, well, do I send my kid out on Halloween when they get to be a certain age? Like, what is the age and what's the cutoff for letting our kids go out trick or Because it does get weird. And people have, yeah, people have opinions about older teenagers. Mm -hmm. I don't. I'm like, come get your candy. It's fine. (laughs) But I know people have opinions and it gets, you know. People get nervous and don't like seeing the big kids out or whatever. And I and I'll be honest, there are I'm sure there are characters he'll come up with in the future that I'll say no to for other various reasons. But well, yeah, I'm not there yet. I guess I say no because that's just what I. Do. I mean, we know that about yeah. you. Between me and you, you're definitely the no, and I'm the yes. Okay. <laughs> so before we wrap up, I want to hear from mm-hmm. you. When you were a child, what was your favorite Halloween costume Ooh, and why? My favorite, my favorite costume. As a child, okay, I'm just going to tell you, my favorite costume was when I was an adult, not a child. <laughs> just switch it up, Tara, go Sorry. right ahead. Because I'll be honest with you, we, for various reasons, I didn't do a lot of Halloweens as a kid. I did more Halloweens as an adult, so we that's a whole story for another time. But uh, when I was an adult, one year I was um, Sally from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and yeah. I love The Nightmare Before Christmas. And I loved that costume. I still love that costume. Okay. So I'm going to take your lead. Okay. And I will do my favorite adult costume. Okay. It would have been about 10 years ago. We decided to go on a Disney cruise over Halloween. Oh, fun. Yes, it was so fun. And we went with another family. Shout out to the Christians in up in New Jersey. And we decided to go as the cast of Star Wars. Oh. So our family were the Jedis and their family were like the Sith Warriors. So my husband was Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Of course. Roman was Luke Skywalker. Obviously. And I was Princess Leia. Of course. And so I actually have this picture and I will show it. And the other family, they were, they had a baby. Um, baby William was Yoda. Their son was Darth Vader. The mom, my friend Tiffany, went as a stormtrooper. Nice. And she was committed to the costume. She brought her stormtrooper costume in her luggage on the cruise ship. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. That is impressive. And then the husband, very accurately, was Darth Maul. I was like, did you even need a costume, Walter? Because <laughs> That's awesome. And he was like scaring all the little really? kids. Really? And on the Disney cruise ship, there were like 50 Elsas. Of of oh, course, of course, obviously. Everyone, I was like, of course you are. Yes. So we were, we had we had that, and we had a great time, and that was my favorite costume. And I was able to fit in the Princess Leia costume ten years ago. I so. mean, get do it while you can. Yeah, because I can't now. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. We have to ask though. Was it 
gold bikini Leia or was it white gown Leia? It was white gown. Okay. Was, All right. It was white jumpsuit. Let's be clear. With the white go-go boots. It was a, it was a Disney cruise. Because I know everybody listening to this is like, wait a minute, what Leia was she? Or was it like Rebel Leia? Like, I like right. Rebel Leia too. No, but let me tell you now, if I tried to do that costume, <laughs> if we did Star Wars this year, I would have to go with Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> But that's another conversation. I would just be a Jedi with a big robe on so you couldn't see anything underneath. <laughs> I will say, what, what, it was funny. I remember this. What Roman had to wear a blonde wig and I went to Party City and I got him the Justin Bieber wig. <laughs> so cute. Nice. And we will absolutely put these pictures on our Instagram page. Yes, we will put those pictures up for you guys at, at Black and White Momcast. Make sure that you followed us on Instagram. We've been posting a lot more over there with our kids and pictures of what's going on in our lives. And we love sharing with you there. And if you're listening to us, make sure you're also following us on your listening platform so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. We love sharing with you each week. So if you are listening to this episode in real time, we hope that you and your family have a very happy and safe Halloween. Um, And if you are celebrating, I hope that you have a fantastic Dia de los Muertos. We also, if you are happen to be catching us on repeat, go ahead and go through the archives and catch some of our other episodes. We have some really, really great content that goes back a couple of years. With that being said, Tara and I are going to sign off and find this year's Halloween costumes for Halloween 2022. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen and to be a part of our family. Guard your health, mental, physical, and spiritual. Take really good care, podcast family.